Hello and welcome to the latest racing podcast. We take a quick fire look at the weekend's racing stats and trends with me, Tony McCormick, and Ben Aitken from Narrowing the Field. Welcome along, everybody. How are you, Ben? Welcome along, mate. Good week? Yeah, good, good. Just uh, freezing my biscuits off like like everyone else. But <laughs> yeah, I'll good you. Yeah, good. Yeah, busy, busy, busy. Uh, yeah, the uh, weather changing, of course. And we've all got our fingers crossed uh, that uh, Cheltenham goes ahead this weekend, of course. Um, uh, we start this week a look at the main action, uh, tackling the international meeting from Cheltenham. Uh, as I say, fingers crossed it goes ahead. The highlight being the December Gold Cup off at one fifty uh, live on ITV4. Then we go uh, top, middle and bottom. It's uh, off on its jollies again. This time we're taking in the English divisions. No Dumbarton this week, Ben? No, I don't even think they're playing. I think they've given up as well. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be on holiday from the... Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, we close the enough. pod blast with our best of the rest section from the remainder of uh, Saturday's race. And any Dumbarton players listening, please enjoy your break, lads. Enjoy your break. Come uh, back with some goals in you. Come on, boys. All right, first race we're covering is the uh, at Cheltenham, the 150 December Gold Cup Handicap Chase, Premier Handicap, uh, Class 1, over two miles, four and a half furlongs off at 150. I have a uh, a couple in this um, at uh, at uh, each way prices. Uh, first of all, uh, Ferrero Bamboo, uh, trainer Venetia Williams, Charlie Deutsch, around the 8-1 to one mark it should be, fourth of seventh, beaten 13 lengths, uh, by Boot Hill uh, last month and at Ascot and also finished second on seasonal debut at Ascot over two miles and one furlong, second of eight beaten uh, four and three quarter lengths by Time White who's uh, since been beaten so uh, form not standing up there but I do believe that uh, Ferrero Bamboo will appreciate the step up in trip to two mile four and a half furlongs and uh, can get back to uh, winning ways. He last won on heavy ground in January uh, earlier this year, just at the turn of the year, uh, beating six rivals one length at uh, at Lingfield over two miles. But Frero Bamboo in the uh, one fifty, and then uh, Fugitive, it was around twelve to one for trainer Richard Hobson. Uh, I think he ran well. He finished second of eight at Cheltenham last month at the meeting last month in November. Second of eight by uh, beating one and a half lengths. Uh, behind Amarillo Sky, I think he can go on. Uh, it go well at uh, twelve to one. Fugitive in the uh, one fifty. Ben, yeah, I'd uh, agree with you on Fredo Bamboo. I've got it down to Fredo Bamboo and El Redotto. Uh, I put the put analysis out to my members midweek, and they were the two that caught my eye then. So very happy to see them both line up at final decks. Uh, Venetia Williams, trainer of. Ferro Bambu obviously uh, has an overall record in the race of one winner, four placed horses from 15 runners all her winners and placed uh, runners met the following criteria they were aged 6 to 8 and recorded a top 4 finish last time out at Ascot or Cheltenham uh, those stats giving her a race form line of 2nd, 2nd, 3rd, 1st and 2nd 
Uh, Fred Obambu is a seven-year-old who finished fourth at Ascot last time right? so he fits those stats snugly so yeah I'm with you there Fred Obambu um, I was also scratching around for a, an outsider to put up in this and the only one I would say that really really tickled my fancy was Soul Pretender now, he's raced in Novice Company over two miles at Cheltenham on his last two starts and those runs have seen his mark drop five pounds from 150 to 145, and they also stick a five-pound claimer on to reduce things a bit further. Um, the horse himself, I've noted, he has good form at Grade Three level and below. Now this race technically is a Grade Three, um, so he's a good form at Grade Three level and below in fields of eight to sixteen runners. In those conditions, he is eight wins and a second from nine starts. So, Soul Pretender would be my interesting outsider to go along with uh, yourself with Ferro Ban Boo. And that's the December Gold Cup chase, which is followed at 2.25 by the International Hurdle, grade two over two mile one furlongs. Five runners, one of which, let's be honest, huge joy class. So, realistically, Four runners with a serious chance of winning the race. 130 grand race. 74 grand to the winner. Where's all the runners, man? Come on. I mean, they moan about prize money, then leave this race to have a piddly amount lining up for the pot. It's just a joke, man, Tony. Yes, yeah, yeah, agree. It's, you, know, you, you can't moan about prize money and then not have anything in this race. But, you know, it is what it is. We can only work what we've got. So, what wins it? Um, a tough one, I say, because... They're all relatively closely matched on a number of lines. Uh, I was looking at speed form, uh, speed form, pro form, speed figures they produced last time out, very close. Um, so I say the four with chances are closely matched for sure. Uh, I like to move it. Very, very good winner of the Great Wood last time out. Now, eight horses have won the Great Wood last time out and then come on to run in this race since 1998. Six of those eight have won the race and the other two placed. One of them only going down by half a length, so a big, big positive for I like to move it. Nigel Twist and Davies won the race five times since 2009. Um, if you look at the Twist and Davies runners aged five to nine and rated 147 plus in this race, you'll find that he has five wins and three placed efforts from those eight runners. So I like to move it. He's surely going to be buying ready for this. Um, whether I'm going to back him, don't know, but I think I do think I like to move it as the most likely winner of this for me, Tony. What do you think? Yeah, I'm the same as you, mate. To be honest, I, I wasn't um, particularly enamoured with the the turnout, and then you know when you, you, you're quite right in what you say: seventy four thousand to the winner, twenty seven thousand for the runner up, and thirteen thousand um, for uh, the third place. I mean, what what? You know, what tracks like Sedgefield, my local tracks up there, Sedgefield and Hexham, would give for £13,000 races, and you're getting £13,000 for finishing third in this. Obviously, it's a grade two, um, but uh, yeah, where the runners at, as you say, mate. Um, I'd have to, to be honest, looking at it, I, I, I am uh, torn between Epitante and, uh, or Epitante, uh, or, and I like to move it. Uh, you give a good case for I like to move as well, which is um, solidified uh, that uh, I won't be <laughs> in the race. But uh, it, it'll be worth watching. But I just think what swings it for me up at Tons um, uh, Mayor's allowance uh, carrying uh, eleven stone one compared to I like to move it. 
uh, 11 stone 6 and uh, Epitonk was still in good form at the end of last season winning the entry hurdle the grade 1 entry hurdle by 14 lengths uh, in the seven runners race there at uh, at entry at the Grand National meeting so um, she was still in good form uh, yeah yeah two reversals uh, since at the Punchestown festival bit bit weird um, didn't understand why she went there but uh, and then obviously 12 lengths behind Constitution Hill um, at uh, Newcastle in the fighting fifth last month but uh, yeah Epitone's just swings it for me with a mare's allowance yeah, yep. so, yeah I, I, I get that it's, it's she uh, the mare's allowance can be a, a big 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 help for sure she's not I don't think she's still at the top of her game but she's not far yeah not yeah, far yeah. Off yeah, yeah, she's not improving. Def- definitely no. not. Definitely not, mate. Yeah, three o'clock uh, next, the Alba Battle Novices Hurdle, uh, registered as the old Bristol Novices Hurdle. It's a grade two contest over three miles. Uh, six runners going to post here. Uh, and we have, uh, at the top of the mark, looks like uh, we've all been caught uh, third of seven last time out at Cheltenham. Outlaw Pete is next best. Uh, Thomas Moore for me here, uh, or Thomas Moore for me. David trainer David Pipe and uh, jockey Tom Scudamore. Um, it didn't take a lot. I mean, what what stands out to me was the fifty. Yeah, understandably a fifty-seven length win uh, last time out at uh, Win Canton in a uh, novices hurdle. Granted, uh, but um, yeah, I've got to take that on board. And he's all. Also related to uh, the likes of Captain Tomcat, Ahoy Senor and Milkwood, who go well at Cheltenham. Thomas Moore, more of a sporting um, uh, selection there in the three o'clock, Ben. Yeah, um, not a race I'm overly interested in, to be to be perfectly honest. But I did have a look at the trainers in the race uh, and their record at Cheltenham in Class 1 novice hurdles away from the festival. Uh, Paul Nichols. He's actually only 6 from 54 in those types of races, 47% below expectation. Twiston Davies, he's 6 from 50, uh, 22% below expectation, so marginally better. And he has won this race five times since 98. Uh, three of those wins coming in the last eight renewals. Uh, I said he's got We've All Been Caught. Uh, Pipe is 4 from 17 in these types of races. He, actually, he wins slightly more than the market expects. Uh, John McConnell, he's only saddled two, but both of them have won, um, including mm. the winner of this race in 2020. Um, also, so I expanded a bit further. Uh, I looked at John McConnell, Chantham Hurdle races in October, November and December since 2018. Um, he has had 15 runners in that time. Seven of one, one is placed. Uh, they've returned over forty-one points profit. Uh, it's it's limited numbers to be working with, of course, but maybe just maybe gives a pointer towards Grand Soir, uh being a little overpriced. Uh, I think it was around eight to one when I looked last night. Um, various prices actually going for Grand Soir. but yeah, like you, it's more of a sporting sort of shout on Grand Soir than. Uh, confident play in the race uh, it, yeah he may be the one I consider playing and the Irish have won it the last twice so but it's, it can be a good horse has uh, horse good race produced some good horses over the years so yeah yeah you know, I think it's minimum stakes with six it. in it like as well isn't it you know minimum yeah. yeah so I think it's even if you're not playing it it's a race to keep an eye on because as I say it, it, it can produce good horses so yeah maybe so 
Thomas More and Grand Grand Soin sporting sort of plays from yeah, us, I think. Absolutely. Um three thirty five, Mayor's handicap hurdle, class two over two mile four and a half. Mayor's race is not ones I'm usually getting involved in, but interesting one this. Uh Lucy Wadham, she has won the race the last two years. Um she saddles last year's winner Martello Sky this time around. Again, um the mayor is able to run off the same mark as what she won off last year, 140. And she's actually a dual winner over this course and distance. Two wins from two starts. Um, I'd probably say she, she didn't say three miles last time at Kempton. So we wouldn't be too worried about that run. Um, she's six from eight in one place at Class 2 level and below. And Martella Sky is also five from five in the December to February period. So she warrants plenty of respect in this. Nina the Terrier is probably the one I'm most interested in, though. She looked like she was just about to get in the mixer when coming down three out in the listed race of Weatherby in October. Then ran a decent enough race in fifth in the Great Wood Hurdle last time out. Uh, this drop back to class two looks a wise move because I have prime conditions for her as May to December, left-handed tracks, class two level and below. Under those conditions, she has four wins and a second from five starts, which is actually all four of her career wins. So yeah, Nina the Terrier, I think it, it looks a, a decent opportunity for her to, to get back to winning ways, Tony. Hmm. Yeah, good show. Yeah. Um uh, for me Indifa 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 um uh, yeah, see you to glory. <laughs> see you to glory for me in uh, in this one 335 course and distance winner uh back in April uh, uh back on a winning mark as well as I say course and distance winner in April uh, improving sort of a 5 year old uh, uh trained by Nikki Henderson of course uh, she is uh, by fame and glory who have uh, got course and distance winners in uh, balanced at, is it Bannockstown Glory? Yeah, for Donald McCain and also Guard Your Dreams as well, uh, both course and distance winners uh, related to uh, fame and glory. Theatre Glory at around three to one, uh, a, a good shout in the uh, 3.35 for me. And, uh, of course, you've got Ben's uh, earlier. Right now it is top, middle and bottom. And can I just say, I'm pleased to say, it's Dumbarton Free. <laughs> So here we go, top, middle and bottom. Uh, it's just for fun. It's a £1 Trixie from both of us. Just for fun. It hasn't been fun following Dumbarton the last couple of weeks, uh, but it's uh, a £1 tri- Trixie from us both, £4 in total, running totals. Ben? Yep, after our, our hike up to the Scottish Leagues last week, which I know you love, Tony. Um, <laughs> minus, four fr- minus four <laughs> from you last week. Dumbarton mainly to blame. You're on plus 30.15. Last week, I got plus one48 last week. Profit's um, a profit, mate. I was a profit and I extend my lead. I'm actually in the lead. Plus 35.72. I'll take that profit. Don't know how this has happened, but get in. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we're now, there's no Scottish football. There is Challenge Cup or something weird like that. Dumbarton off in our jollies, not playing. So we are going to yeah. the English leagues. Um, yeah, I've got, uh, yeah, Championship, 
League One yep. and League Two. Yep. Uh, very quickly, Swansea to beat Norwich City at 31-21. to 21. That's Swansea. Port Vale away at Bristol Rovers, 19-10. to 10. Port Vale away at Bristol Rovers. And Northampton, 7-5 to 5, uh, away at Harrogate. All odds against. We love them. We love odds against. Go, Ben. Yeah, well, I am going to top... Blackburn to beat Preston at 5-4 because Blackburn are on a strong run of home form. Middle, Forest Green, one of my favourite teams, to beat Cheltenham at 7-5. Cheltenham been struggling to score away from home, seemingly, according to the stats. So, Forest Green. And bottom, English second, two of my absolute favourite teams of all time, Stevenage to beat Mansfield at 11-10. Stevenage have been rampant at home this season. I've been watching every game. They're going to beat Mansfield. So, Blackburn, Forest Green, Stevenage. Good stuff. We'll see how this goes, Tony. (laughs) Um, Anyway, back on to what we're here for, some of the racing. Um, Final section, trends, stats, pointers, prime conditions. You all know the score by now. So um, do you want to start, Tony? You've got two for us. I have, yeah. yeah. It's uh, 12.20 at Doncaster, Dorian, uh, uh, D-O-I-R, E-A-N-N, Dorian. Uh, trainer won this contest 12 months ago, while Dorian finished second of seven runners at Fakenham last month, beating one length, uh, but 23 lengths ahead of the rest of the five runners in the race. Uh, it, um, eight race maiden is Dorian, but looks a little big at the moment. Six to one, uh, nine runners going to post, hopefully. Uh, six to one, a bit of an each way there on Dorian in the 12.20 at Doncaster. Uh, 2.32 at Hereford tomorrow uh, on Saturday. Cap de Mathan for Paul Nichols. Ran well in defeat on second start over larger obstacles at Wynn Canton last month. Finishing second of five runners, uh, beating one and a quarter lengths. But one again, once again, another one to finish well ahead of the rest of the field. This time, uh, Cap de Mathan finishing 13 lengths ahead of the third Fakir. So it's, uh, it would be a win selection on Cap de Mathan, the Paul Nichols trained horse, in the 2.32 at Hereford. Ben? Yeah, I'm going to stick with Hereford. Um, I'm going to look at Venetia Williams. Now, her record in handicaps at Hereford in November and December period leads very, very well, uh, especially with her runners age six or older, and it start around six to one or shorter, so near the head of the market. Now, since 2017, she is eight winners and three placed horses from 18 qualifying runners. So that's a 44% win strike rate and it pulls in almost 23 points profit. Uh, she has three potentials on that angle on Saturday. Fort Denison in the 12-12, Flowing Cadenza in the 122 and Franco Danau in the 157. Uh, Flowing Cadenza, certainly of interest because she runs in the mare's chase and Venetia Williams has won that race the last three years on the spin. So I think we can be pretty certain she'll have Flowing Cadenza Bang Lady of Fire. She made her debut for Venetia at Chepso last month uh, at a time when I would say pretty much all the yard were in need of their first start. So she should strip much fitter for that run. And it's it's not hard to see Venetia squeezing plenty of improvement from this this eight-year-old. Uh, so Flown Cadenza in the 122 at Hereford. Uh, hopefully Venetia can keep her, her good run of form going a bit longer. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, three there. Just repeat those, those three again, Ben. Uh, Fort Denison in the 12-12, Flowing Cadenza in the 122, and Franco Danau 
in the 157. Good stuff. Thanks very much, mate. Uh, many thanks for listening to the ninth edition of the Racing Pod Blast. We'll be back again for more of the same uh, next week. But until then, you can catch myself Monday to Friday on Epic Radio between 5am and 7am, racing news, sporting headlines and back pages if you're up around 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and you can read more of racing trends, uh, stats and insight from Ben over at narrowingthefield.co.uk. That's uh, from Ben over at narrowingthefield.co.uk. Thanks very much, Ben. Cheers, Dory. And see you all next week. Cheers now. (laughs) 